Welcome to the Texas Stars podcast as we move into the month of November for the Texas Stars. And coming off of it in October, the Stars are back home. They face off with the San Antonio Rampage this weekend and look to get back to the winning ways against the Rampage. Brian Tosti with you alongside me, Travis Morin, as we uh, continue to break down the season. And Travis, it was the uh, the weekend that that the Stars didn't necessarily want out of out of coming away with points and coming away with uh, some games that really had some opportunities late. Uh, but now it's a time to recoup, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, their road trip was a little rough. Uh, from the sounds of it, though, they played pretty well for the most part. It was just, uh, you know, a couple lapses here and there that cost them goals and uh, just kind of had a trouble finding the net too. So. Uh, I think there's a lot of good things, a lot of positives to take out of it. But uh, at the end of the day, you need points, and uh, we'll hopefully get some this weekend. When you're a little bit snake bitten too, it's sometimes hard to find the net. It's just, it, you know, at, at times it, you're just trying to grab as many goals as you can. And it seemed like during the first part of the road trip, they had a little bit of trouble with that. But then second half, it became the opposite, and, uh, just trying to trying to keep the puck out. Is there kind of an even balance when, you, as your player, where you're you're just kind of like, well, you know, having trouble scoring a couple goals, and then all of a sudden you get the goal support, and it's just a different game. Yeah, I think I think you know, you you struggle to find the net sometimes. You start gripping the stick a little tightly, and uh, you know you get your chances, and when you don't convert them, it just kind of builds. And then at the same time, though, you kind of break through that a little bit, but maybe you get a little loose in your defensive coverages because you're trying to play offense now to 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 score those goals, and uh, you might give up a little bit. So it's uh, you always got to find that balance in your game uh, to where you're playing well defensively and uh, still can produce offensively. Well, Stars are uh, getting ready for a weekend against the San Antonio Rampage, but uh, specifically today it's Halloween. So, do you have do you have a good costume? No, I don't get dressed up. <laughs> I'll get, just walk around get the with kids the kids. All set up? The kids are good to go, and uh, I'll just walk around with them. I don't want to waste my time dressing up. <laughs> Come on. What? I get dressed up every day here. <laughs> yeah, get, get fully suited up. Yeah. You got the track suit. You got the, yeah. the full suit. I got everything. multiple suits every day. <laughs> the uh, the one, probably my favorite one that I ever did was uh, Wayne's World. Had the, the wig and oh, everything. Nice. Can you remember a good one that you've had? Oh, man. I don't know. It's been a while since I've gotten dressed up, to tell you the truth. I went as a doctor one year, I think our first year here, because we had a team Halloween party. But uh, other than that, it's been a while since I've gotten dressed up for a Halloween. Yeah. And I went as a hockey player a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> it so wasn't that the best. It was you, just the easiest thing to do. You grab all your equipment out of your bag and you just walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> Granted, it was, you know, as cold as it was oh, last God, night yeah. here, most days in Halloween back home. So you wanted to be warm either way. So throwing all your gear on was a... Uh, Never a bad idea. Next up, you'll get dressed up as uh, a guy from Canada or Alaska with the full jacket on tonight. Getting ready <laughs> yeah, to go. I know. You get the fuzzy hood and everything. <laughs> oh, man. So it's uh, it's Halloween, and kind of look back at the month that was for the Stars. You, you had some, uh, as far as the team's concerned, coming away with some points during the start of the year. That back-to-back weekend against Grand Rapids was a, a pretty solid one. Um, and also for you, it was a, a big night with the, with the banner raising. Uh, just for you and and your family, out of that whole night, what was it like for you? What were the emotions like? What was it with the with the entire family to to uh, have that that moment? Yeah, it was it was special. Uh, it's hard to explain kind of how much it meant to me and my family. Uh, it's not something I never would have thought would happen. 
uh, when I came here 10 years ago. But on ex it's an extremely big honor, and uh, I was glad that, you know, all my family could be there for me and uh, sharing it with me. And we had a we had a great night, and, uh, you know, the guys winning put a little cherry on top of the cake there. A little, uh, just a snippet out of the, the little interview with Jake Ottinger, who picked up his first uh, shutout and in the game. He was just like, it was just one of those nights where things were working for us, and not to mention it was one of those nights where we wanted the win for Mo. And we yeah. wanted one of those, wanted the, the W, not only for the points, but it was a big night. And I, I think any fan would say that it was just one of those uh, – one of those moments where everybody just enjoyed being around and uh, being around you on that that given night. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a great night for the team, great night for me and my family, and uh, you know we had a great time and a lot of good memories from it. So all the stars are uh, getting ready for the San Antonio Rampage, but before we get to the full breakdown of uh, of what to expect this weekend and kind of the history that is between these two teams from Texas, uh, we had a chance to catch up with Adam Masker, and he is our special guest for today's podcast. And uh, let's go back to the ceremony a little bit. There's some video out there, and you just started laughing right when you got to the podium, and Adam Masker kind of broke the tension a little bit, right? Yeah, he... Uh he did it like he can only do, and uh, he he made me laugh, which was which was a welcome uh, release, I guess, uh, because I was probably already to get emotional there already, and uh, it was good to laugh, and uh, he broke the tension a bit, which was nice. And it was like I said, it was awesome uh, having the guys on the bench there uh, during the ceremony. I didn't know that was going to happen, and I thought that was a nice touch, and I'm glad uh, they got to be out there and share it with me. So Adam Maskerin as well, for, for those who are going to get caught up with him, he's he's got a little bit of comedy to, to his yeah. life. He's just, yeah. just a light guy to have in the locker room. And when you're traveling with him, just one of the most friendly guys to talk to. Also a pretty good hockey player who comes yep. away with some pretty good yeah. points throughout the year. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a great guy to be around. You're going to enjoy your time when you're with him. And, uh, yeah, on the road especially, you've got time to hang out. And uh, there's never a dull moment. You never know what you're going to be laughing about. Uh, probably some pretty ridiculous stuff <laughs> uh, for the most part. But uh, when he gets on the ice, yeah, he, he can produce, and he's got tremendous skill out there, and he finds a way to, to get the puck in the back of the net a lot of times. Picked up uh, 45 points, I believe, in his rookie year and 18, uh, 18 goals during that year. Just picked up his first goal of the season this past weekend and um, a, a pretty just a solid player, sees the ice extremely well. We're really uh, fortunate to have been able to talk to him, so we're going to turn it on over to Adam Askren, uh, who was in his second year with the Stars and had some great little stories about growing up in just outside of the Toronto area. So without further ado, let's turn it on over to him. By Anna Masgrin, puck freed up by Calderon and pulled on the right side. Masgrin turns, scores! Quick turnaround play by Anna Masgrin and another turnover finds its way in the back of the net. The Stars lead it three to one. All right, everybody, welcome back inside of the Texas Stars podcast here with Anna Masgrin as uh, we continue along. Uh, Mash. Uh, welcome into the podcast. It should Thank be you. fun. I'm very excited. Heard some heard some great things. We're having a lot of fun uh, so far this season. We talked with Dylan Hetherington, Michael Mersh, and uh, now getting the uh, inside perspective on Adam Masker. And how's uh, how's the start of the season been so far for you? Uh, it's been a little bit up and down. Uh, I thought uh, personally my start was um, okay, and I think I've sort of picked up my game 
so far as of late, but unfortunately our team success hasn't been uh, very good on our last road trip, so we're looking to turn that around. It's got to be nice being back home after all that time on the road too, just a little bit of a different perspective. I thought it was going to be nice, and then it ended up being colder <laughs> it was here freezing. than it was on the road trip. So now I don't know how I feel about that, it was, but it was uh, sleeting, being in my own bed was nice. It was sleeting rain when we left Chicago, and we get back into town and walked outside, and it was, what, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon? And yeah. It was just so cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I thought I was still in Chicago. I was like, D- did we do a circle on the airplane and land in the same airport? What's going on here? Like, it, it was I was unimpressed. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, we're back in Texas. We got a good game coming up this weekend. A good set of games as well. Uh, Stars face off with the Rampage on home ice, and then uh, head on the road. But um, you saw San Antonio quite a bit last year, coming out of your rookie year. Just um, Dan, you scored your first hat trick against San Antonio mm-hmm. too. Put that one in your uh, in your cap, right? Yeah, that that was that was a fun day. It, it all happened in the first period, and uh, I think the puck just seemed to find my stick a little bit. Uh, just one of those games where things are going your way, and uh, honestly, I wouldn't say no to one of those coming up soon. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we played them 14 times, so it's an important team to to play well against for sure. Bobby Payne lets it go to Hargrove up top. Hanson to Gurionov, back to Hanson. Quick shot came down low. They score. Maskerin with a hat trick in the first period. It's three to one. Maskerin with his first career hat trick, and it came in the first 14 minutes of the contest. And it's a big one for the Stars too. They get the two games this weekend, and then it's a full week off before facing off with the uh, with the Colorado Eagles. Just from being in the league for the first year, uh, how important is it to get those? weeks of rest where it's not games, games, games. Obviously, there's going to be practice, but uh, mm-hmm. having that time away from games is really important, right? Yeah. Come January and February where you're playing, you know, 16 games in a, a 30-day month, uh, these weeks here are huge for sure. Uh, get a little bit of downtime. Uh, it's it's kind of tough, though. If, if you don't have the weekend you want to have, you have, you know, six days to think about it, which kind of sucks. So this is a big weekend for us to, to lighten the mood for next week for sure. Adam Maskerin talking here on the Texas Stars podcast. Uh, Brian Tosti along with him as well. And uh, Adam, we last year at the start of the year, I, I think it was maybe five games in, I heard you say your name and I didn't ask the question because, <laughs> and I, I definitely messed it up for the first couple of weeks. How many times have you heard Maskerin? Because that's the way it's spelled. Maskerin, Masherin. I've heard it all. Um, I have an Italian background, um, and I think uh, that's where sort of it gets confusing because the way they would pronounce it over there is different than obviously the way we pronounce it here. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I tell people to pronounce it Maskrim, but I, I can see why uh, yeah. you would make that. I, even <laughs> when I played in junior, too, the, the commentator came up to me after my first game and was like, am I messing this up? Like, what's going on here? And I was like, yeah, this is how it is. Like, no worries. I get it all the time. So the, it's no worries. The entire first season, we'd go in, and every PA announcer kind of comes up to you and is like, I've read your pronunciation guide, but I just want to check on a few. And is this really and, right? Yeah. And I'm one of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every funny. time. But let's go back to juniors, because you played in Kitchener uh, for a good amount of time. And um, just tell us about your time in, in Kitchener. And not only that, but it's it's fairly close to home for you. Mm-hmm. I love Kitchener. Uh Nothing but good memories. I loved my Billet family. I loved my team every single year. I, I learned a lot from from my coaches there. Um, it's one of the one of the, if not the best place to play in the CHL, like all of Canada for junior hockey. I know it's a little bit different. I don't know if 
Some people listening know a lot about college hockey and don't know much about junior hockey. Uh, junior hockey is almost like playing pro. You play 68 game season. Uh, you're, you know, road trips and stuff. You don't just play on the weekends. You play, you know, weekday games, kind of like we do here towards the end of the season. Uh, you know, we had 7,000 fans a night in Kitchener. Uh, probably the best place to play in, in the OHL for sure. And when you look at the, the breakdown of OHL teams too, it's just on the outskirts of Toronto. Mm-hmm. The same thing for, for your hometown. It's on the outskirts of Toronto. And um, just how much spread of teams, because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of space between a lot of those teams in the in this OHL specifically. Yeah, majority of our road trips were two hours, three hours, which is really nice. And uh, my parents got to come to every single home game. Mm-hmm. Um, Kitchener was, was nice enough to give me four tickets per game. So my, my parents and my brother got to come to every game, which was really nice. It's only an, an hour drive, which was which crazy to think about that I ended up coming here and now I'm the absolute farthest team away from home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. some of my buddies play for like Syracuse, mm-hmm. which is a four hour drive or they play for Belleville or some play for Toronto. Some of my buddies play for the Marlies. Like yep. if I played for the Marlies, you know, I'd be a 30 minute drive from home. Right. So it's just crazy to think that I ended up in Texas, but I love it here for sure. But it is a little bit different than than back home for sure. Well, you're getting to have a little bit of a homecoming in a couple of weeks too with uh, the Stars going on a big road trip up to Manitoba for two and then a Saturday-Sunday uh, out in Toronto. That's just a few weeks away. And uh, that should be an interesting little, not only for you, but there's a lot of guys from that mm-hmm. Ontario area uh, and especially out into Michigan because it's still not that far of a hike from there. Yeah, we, we've all been kind of chatting about it and we're all fired up to see like family and friends and stuff. And I'll, some people don't know this, but in hockey, like, you put money on the board. So like home opener, everyone will put some money on the board. Or like if you've been, you know, injured for a little bit and in your first game back, you're fired up, you put some money on the board. So I joke with the boys, like I'm going to put a hundred dollars Canadian on the board <laughs> instead of American, just like switch it up. And the boys get a good laugh about that. So yeah, we're excited to head to Canada. And obviously I can get some Tim Hortons for people who don't know. It's like kind of like that the Dunkin' big. Donuts over there. It's pretty pretty dialed in, so I'm pretty fired up for that. Every time we go back over to Canada, I try my best to grab a small pouch of it just to bring it back to the office, yeah, just to sure. have. Because <laughs> it's way different. It's and, key. Oh, gosh. It's just incredible. We're uh, sitting here talking with Adam Askren with the Texas Stars on the Texas Stars podcast. and um, Let's go back to the, the start. Obviously, when you're living on the outskirts of Toronto, the Maple Leafs are big there. It's, uh, it's hockey central. So how early was it for you that you started skating, that you got into the game and, uh, and really started to get acclimated? Yeah, I, w- I, I was skating when I was two and a half and started playing, like, you know, starting to play hockey at, at three and a half, four years old. But uh, it wasn't until I was about, I don't know, six or seven where I started watching, like, Matt Sundin, mm-hmm. Nick Antropov, Darcy Tucker, uh, Alex McGillney, like, all those guys. The list goes on you and know? on for those um, guys back in the day. Yeah, uh, Brian McCabe. Uh, Thomas Caberlet, like those guys got me fired up. Like I used to watch them with my parents all the time. And, uh, I was a Leaf fan growing up. Uh, it's a special, special town to, for, especially for hockey. Uh, but if you're not doing well, it can also be a really tough place to play, mm-hmm. but uh, overall just a cool city. And obviously growing up there, uh, you look at the NHL and majority of the stars in the NHL, you know, John Tavares, Connor McDavid, like Steven Stamkos, like all those guys come from the Toronto area. So obviously growing up around all those guys from around there, you know, you, you aspire to be one of those one day, you know. And as you're going through the process, you talked about the college game versus the junior game in Canada. It's a little bit different than in the United States where the USHL is kind of a feeder league into uh, the college game. Was there ever a thought for you of 
going into that potential route, going mm-hmm. the college route, or was it kind of always focused on CHL and, and the OHL? Yeah, my my parents and my agent kind of let me make the decision. My parents advised me, you know, if you don't go in the, the first round of the OHL draft, it's probably smart to think about going the college route mm-hmm. and uh, playing it safe and getting a degree, and I ended up being picked uh, second in the draft. So I decided to go to to the OHL and obviously it being Kitchener, it was kind of hard to say no, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that close to home and that historic of a franchise for junior hockey and, you know, the building you play in and the city, there's two universities there. So if things didn't work out, you get your school package in junior. There's, there's two good schools to pick from. And then my brother ended up going to university Mm -hmm. in the same town I played junior in, which was really nice. So it all worked out. Yeah. Uh, But uh, for a second there, I, I was almost, uh, going to go to the college route. I, I had played junior A in my minor hockey, like as an affiliate player. Mm-hmm. And the coach there was really good friends with somebody at University of Michigan. So I was almost teammates with Tony Calderon and Joseph Sacconi for, for a bit. Uh, it was a real close. That would have been my school of choice. Uh, it, it wasn't something I was too big on, though. Mm-hmm. When you go back and, uh, and you look at kind of the, the way that this all works and you, you have the... OHL or the CA just anywhere in the CHL versus the college guys are there any type of rivalries that still go on in the locker room where you kind of have side competitions on you know what's weird I never once hear a college guy say I wish I went to junior but I hear so many (laughs) junior guys say oh man I wish I went to college it's just weird how that dynamic is like guys love college and you get the extra couple years before you come to pro like um, some, sometimes guys don't turn pro till they're 24. So you get that little extra couple years of development versus us who come into the league like myself last year at 20 years old, right? It's a little different. You don't have as much time to get ready, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to try to go to college for sure. Like it would have been fun. I think when you go back at, like you mentioned, first year, 20 years old, you come into the pro game. Uh, obviously there's, there's a grind of going through your first pro season, but if you, you're picking out probably your, your favorite moment from your first pro season, what would that be? Oh man. Um, that's so tough. <laughs> I had a lot of fun last year. Yeah. I think my favorite moment was, um, our Christmas party. I won the ugly Christmas sweater. I think that's my favorite moment. I had a lot of fun with that. I, I, I did some searching online, and uh, the boys got a real good laugh at that. So that was probably fun just to, like, break the ice a little bit between yeah. the older guys your first year. Obviously, you, you know, you want to you wanna fit in and you want to be effective on the ice, but you also want to enjoy your life off the ice. So it was mm-hmm. nice that they gave me a little recognition there, and that was kind of like the icebreaker for my season, I think. I hear that you have a little bit of comedic flair as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just just walking around and being around the locker room, you can definitely feel it. Yeah, yeah. I try to keep things light. Uh, it can be a long year. Um, it can be stressful for a lot of guys. I would like to consider myself that uh, little bit of relief for the boys to, to, to keep it PG. But yeah, I, I like to make it fun. I mean, we're, we're playing hockey for a living and, you know, uh, it, not many people get this opportunity to do this. So why be, why be down in the dumps all the time? Like, you know, we got to have fun. Life's short. Well, great perspective from Adam Maskerin. And, uh, Mash, we're going to definitely have to have you on sometime later this season to uh, just kind of check in a little bit more and Love get a little bit more in depth. We, we might have some stories down the line that we'll be able to talk about and uh, really dive into. So Yeah, I'd love to get on here with a, another one of the boys, maybe have a three-way podcast. That'd be fun. Get a group group together. I'd love it. We'll see. We'll have to put it together. I love it. <laughs>
Thanks, Toasty. Adam, thanks for jumping on. We'll uh, we'll be right back. We're going to hop back with Travis Moore and talk a little bit about the weekend preview as the Stars face off the San Antonio Rampage. And he definitely has uh, quite a few games under his belt against the San Antonio Rampage during his career. Stick around. We'll be right back on the Texas Stars podcast. A big thank you to Adam Askren for hopping on the podcast this week. Brian Tosti back with Travis Morin as uh, it's a big weekend for the Stars. A set of games, one at home, one on the road. And uh, we've seen quite a a few of these trips on the home and homes with San Antonio over the time uh, that these Stars have been in the American Hockey League in San Antonio just down the road. Uh, This is one of those rivalries that every team seems to have one. And this is just one of those rivalries that, that just seems to heat up every year. Yeah, I mean, you're going to, when you play each other 14 times a year or whatever it is now, uh, you're going to you're gonna not like each other. Whether one team's good, one team's bad, both teams are good, both teams are bad, you just, you're not going to want to see each other that many times, and it's going to get annoying to see each other, and uh, you kind of, that tension builds uh, usually pretty early on, even sometimes in the preseason, it gets a little feisty already, and uh, that sets the tone for the year. We saw it in the preseason, too. There was a lot of physicality down in San Antonio. And then back here, uh, still the same type of thing during uh, the first two preseason games. But it is the first time during the regular season that these two teams will meet. San Antonio coming off a loss out in Rockford on the road. Now they come in here. They had a pretty good start to the year as well. This is not a team that um, is anything that you got to take lightly. The goaltending has been good for them. They've, they've put up some points. Nathan Walker's having a great year. Uh, from a from a player's perspective, from the coaching staff, what makes the San Antonio uh, Rampage a tough matchup uh, going into this weekend series? Uh, I, from what I've heard, they, their specialty teams is really good right now. They're, I think their power play was number one in the league, I heard. Uh, so that'll be a big key is just staying out of the box. And I think I think the big thing for our guys is to continue to improve. I think they've been improving each game out, uh, trying to play a full 60. Uh, minutes uh it sounded like on the road this week it was kind of a 50 to 55 minute game we were playing and and those five minutes really cost us so i think that's kind of the message we're sending right now and uh you know we got to get these points at home and uh in our division too with everything in those those games over the weekend it's i know coach laxton talking with him it was a lot of the learn from the mistakes and and learn from everything that happens on the road and taking that into uh, this matchup. Like you said, the power play has been good for San Antonio. The Stars have had some pretty good power play opportunities for themselves as well. The penalty kill has looked really great. Um, it, so it, it should be a really good matchup, and I think one that the fans are going to be really excited to come out and see this weekend. Yeah, I think it's always, it's always fun. It's always usually some close games and some tough battles uh, with those guys, no matter where you are in the standings, just because, like you said, uh, that rivalry is there and, you know, the guys don't really like each other very much. So everybody gets up for the game and is going to play hard. So like, it's it's going to be tough either way. And uh, the guys just have to find a way here. The Stars play the Rampage in a back-to-back and, and also importantly, beyond the four points, it'll be the first time that the Stars have pretty much a full week off as well. They'll play San Antonio Friday, Saturday, then have the full week to prep for the Colorado Eagles before going back on the road for a four-game set uh, in Manitoba and Toronto. 
Um, so that'll, that's kind of one of those moments where you got to pick up the four points because you're going to watch some teams throughout that stretch who are going to play a few games, and, uh, and the standings will change a little bit throughout the, the start of the year at least. Yeah, it's it's early on, but you know we're I think we're two games below 500. It's it'd be nice to get back to 500 here uh, after this weekend, and then get some time off to work on things and rest and uh, heal up any bumps and bruises guys might have before uh, going on another road trip here. So the stars on uh, Friday night, it's food drive night. Make sure you check out uh, the Texas Stars promotional schedule, not only for the information on our food drive night, but also uh, for the upcoming games because we are getting right back into military appreciation weekend and uh, the first military appreciation game of the year, which is uh, the November 9th game against the Colorado Eagles. It's the first time the Eagles come into town as well. Um, so make sure you check that out. It's going to be a, a good set of games. We're going to have a lot of fun here. Uh, at HEB Center at Cedar Park. And kind of the recognition towards the military, we, we went out early in the year out to Fort Hood. It's just one of those things that this franchise has done. And not only that, but the hockey community has really embraced over the last few years. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, anytime you can do stuff for our veterans uh, or active military, it's it's a great thing to do. Those guys, you know, make the ultimate sacrifice and lay their lives on the line uh, so we can live our lives over here peacefully and and uh, hopefully safely. And, you know, it's something that even I look at, I was like, I don't know if I could do that. That's, mm -hmm. it's quite a commitment they put into it and they're happy to do it. And, uh, you know, anytime we can show a little appreciation or give them anything, I think it's huge. And I know the foundation is, you know, that's one of the big things we look for in the Texas Stars Foundation when we're giving out grants is, it's going to help the military in some way, then we'll, we'll look into doing that because we want to help them out as much as possible. Well, big salute, uh, as Travis mentioned, out to all those uh, serving at home, uh, overseas, uh, active or veterans. We want to thank you so much for uh, for your support for this country. And I know, like you said, Travis, I I couldn't do it. I, yeah. It's just a, it's just such an, an unbelievable sacrifice, and we thank them so much. We'll tune in and uh, and give our thanks and uh, give our support that on that uh, Saturday, that's November 9th, in our fall military appreciation game. We'll also have a fall, uh, spring military appreciation weekend coming up later in this season. So uh, definitely mark your calendars for it. It's going to be a, a good weekend for the Stars, not only this weekend, next weekend, and then we're back on the road. So duh. we'll keep it going here with the, the whole podcast. We'll get you caught up after that road trip and uh, really dive into a little bit more about the Texas Stars season and moving forward into the uh, the second portion of the year because it basically be thanksgiving by the time we hit that <laughs> that's yeah, you start doing how fast it goes you start doing hockey math and you're thinking we were just back in in the off season and it was you know however many games ago now we're 10 games into the season yeah. and it's just it goes quick things move quick in this sport well uh stars fans that's uh, been it for the texas stars podcast on this edition uh brian tosti for travis morin and adam Askren. we want to send our thanks to him for hopping on the podcast we'll be back uh, in just a couple of weeks giving you the even more breakdowns on the texas stars season as we look for two more points this weekend or four more points uh as stars face off of the rampage for a pair of games, HEB Center and AT&T Center. We'll look forward to bringing you all the coverage on the Texas Stars uh, Hockey Network as well. Make sure you follow us along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as our YouTube channel, all of our social media outlets. And for all the information, make sure you visit TexasStars.com. We'll see you in a few weeks.